Attraction Showdown! Hello and welcome to Attraction Showdown, the podcast where we take a look at two different rides, shows, or anything theme park related and decide which one is better. I'm joined by my co-host Jalen Harvey of the podcast for all things but mostly Disney. Jalen, how are you doing today? I'm alright, man. What's going on? Good. We got we got the cursed episode today. We got two different curses because the curse the curse is real. We got the curse of the mummies and the curses of the yeti, and it's also cursed technology wise because this this episode took about an hour to get running. <laughs> so I'm I'm just excited that it's working right now. Oh my god! You're, you're not even who who are you telling? It it, it it's not even. It's not even this. Our first time trying to record was was a bit of a mess too, but hey, at least, at least today, at least today, we we got it right a lot faster than the first time. Oh no, that first time, and we just had to flat out cancel the first time we tried to record. That was that was not fun. So I'm glad I'm glad we're getting in here today because we're about to talk about Revenge of the Mummy, the ride, and Expedition Everest: Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. Yeah, no, these are both some favorites of mine. I, I, I definitely have uh, been looking forward to this one. Revenge of the Mummy, the ride, opened on May 21st, 2004 in Universal Studios Florida, replacing Confrontation. It was also built in Universal Studios Hollywood, replacing E.T. Adventure, and in Universal Studios Singapore. Um... The version that we're talking about today is going to focus on Universal Orlando because that's the version that both Jalen and I have been on. Over in Singapore, they don't have the whole working set thing with the Brendan Fraser mm-hmm. cup of coffee thing, any of that. Yeah, they don't they don't have that in Hollywood either. Really? No, they don't. Huh. Huh. And that one's based on a working set. That's so weird. That one's more of a working set than the one here in Florida. Huh. Weird. They're mostly the same. The only difference is our version has Brendan Fraser and the whole working movie studio shtick. And the rest of them don't. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's weird. It's so weird Hollywood doesn't have it because Hollywood is an actual working set part. That's so weird to me. Yeah. So weird. And actually, huh. technically, this ride just reopened on Monday, like officially. It really? Was a technical rehearsal? Yeah. From refurbishment. Oh, oh, they had it in technical rehearsal for like two months. It technically just, I remember seeing it, I don't know if it was Saturday, Sunday or Monday, but it just technically reopened. Because you couldn't, you couldn't use Express on it. Huh. I did not know that. That's so weird to me. I wonder, and this is just me, you know, spitballing here, because I know that they ended up closing the tribute store mm-hmm. over on that side of the park, and they're not going to do that for a while. Some people speculate that it is because they want to do a preview center for Epic Universe over there, but others speculate that it's to give Mummy the rest of its queue back, because up until the store, the queue extended out into that area. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's why, because Mummy is a very popular attraction. You definitely oh, yeah. do see the outdoor queue used a lot. Yeah, yeah. as much as I want to see a preview center for Epic Universe, the Mummy needs the space. That out that outdoor queue is not the best. 
No, it's it's just it's a little hot. It's and you can definitely tell they didn't think that that would be the rest of the queue. And Mummy has had several modifications over the years of adding more locker spaces, things like that. So it's definitely something that is weird. It, 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 well, I wouldn't say weird. It's more of just something along the lines of they kind of ended up. Sh- they put one thing over the other, which is having a place where people could have their stuff while also ending up with just a courtyard full of full of people just to hang out at, which kind of sucks because most of the time they have umbrellas out there that kind of cover overhead of the guests and it ruins the facade mm-hmm. a little bit because the, fa- the facade is a pretty cool facade. I like I like the look of it. Yeah, I... I don't know exactly how, because they can't just go back to how the queue used to work because that's where the lockers are. So I don't know exactly if they are going to take that space over how the queue is going to be rerouted, but I guess we'll see. Um, so this ride actually holds a really special place in my heart. So I think it was back in, it was either 20, I think it was 2012 um at halloween horror nights this was before i had ever been to universal this wasn't doesn't even include me but my dad my cousin and my great aunt denise um went to halloween horror nights and they'd never been my dad had been to universal since he was just a kid and this was confrontation and he heard great things about the mummy so he really wanted a ride so uh, he went on with my cousin, and they, my great aunt said that you would wait in the gift shop. So they go, they do the ride, they have a great time, it's one of their favorites, and they get out, and my great aunt is gone. She's nowhere oh, to be seen. Man. So they Dang. start searching the whole park, they can't find her. Um, and I'll just, I'll just say this about my great aunt, she... She passed away, sadly, in 2020. Um, but she, anytime we saw her, she always had, like, some kind of M&M's or some kind of something. She was big, big M&M's fan, big candy fan. So they're searching the whole, the whole park. Can't find her. They ask management. They say, it's Halloween Horror Nights. We can't really. They search the whole park. And where, where do they find her? They find her outside what was Earthquake at the time at the San Francisco candy shop. <laughs> and so those, the mummy and that candy shop, if they ever take those two away, it's like every time I see that, I'm reminded of her. And I, and I just, I, it makes me happy. That's... I know y'all were pissed off. I know y'all were mad. I know y'all were mad. Y'all had to be mad. Oh, my dad was so furious. He spent they spent so much money on these Halloween hard. I tell you, they didn't even get to do. They did like two houses and like a couple rides because they just spent the whole time. And imagine trying to find someone while all the scare actors are running around at you. There's no light anywhere. Like it, it's and yeah, no, that's kind of. Oh my god, I wonder. Like yo, for for real, I wonder. I really, really wonder yeah. what happens. To somebody who actually gets lost in that park, mm-hmm. they said because... management said if it was a if it was a minor that they would have that they would have put on an announcement. Okay, but because she was in her sixties. Oh, okay. Well, that's. I guess I can see that because I guess they're like, oh, come on, she's grown. Y'all should be able mm-hmm. to. 
find her on your own. But also, sometimes older people get lost, and maybe you guys should help out with that just in case. Yeah. Because if something went wrong, y'all would y'all wouldn't like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that's. Oh my god, <laughs> I know I would have been frustrated. I would have been <laughs> mad. So, um, when entering Revenge of the Mummy, we you enter the Museum of Antiquities, and you're basically on the fake set to the fictional sequel, Revenge of the Mummy. Um, my question is, why do they use the fake sequel? They made sequels. None of them were called Revenge of the Mummy. No, I I guess this kind of relies on the fact that I've never like okay so I'm, I'm a fess up never seen the movie, never seen the movie in my in in my life. I think I've seen the first one. From what I know, I think we end up with the same villain from the first movie. So I guess it's kind of him like coming back. It's almost like how isn't. Isn't Shrek 4D's, like, Netflix title the Ghost of Farquaad or, like, the Revenge mm-hmm. of Farquaad? Yeah, because Farquaad dies and then he gets eaten by the dragon in the in the first movie. So it's kind of like... It's, it's Shrek one and a half, for lack of better terms. Yeah, oh my god, don't... Oh my god, is it Shrek one and a half? I like to say Shrek 1.5. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, see... I don't know. Lion King one and a half isn't even a one and a half because it doesn't even take place in between the two Lion Kings. It <laughs> takes place in between literally the scenes of Lion King. I don't even know how they came with that idea. Whoever did, that is the best sequel that Disney has directed DVD <laughs> sequel Disney has ever done. But that's neither here nor there. Y- yeah, I guess it would be like, I would say, yeah, it'd be like 1.5. Like That would be truly the one and a half. Yeah, I, I would say that. So it's like but this one's not a sequel either. This one's not a sequel either. This yeah. is like, I guess, okay. So let me just, in my own mind, break it, like trying to make sense of it. Emo, I think it's Emotep, right? Emotep yeah, is the Emotep. big bad in this one. Okay. Emotep, uh, I guess from the movie, they used real props and... On the movie, they they started to feel like things were weird. So Emotep ended up actually being real and possessing them, or, or possessing and started wreaking havoc on the set. That's that's not a revenge thing, though. Is it like is he mad that he's being used as a prop? Because if that's the case, I can understand that. But like, mm-hmm. I it's I guess- weird. Like, well, it's weird. I guess I guess we'll just jump right into the plot hole um, in the and it happens in the queue. So we got a plot hole right here in the queue. So we're on we're on the set we're on the set of Revenge of the Mummy, and then it just turns into this like immersive Egyptian pyramid out of like nowhere, and that's like supposed to be the set. Yeah, that's the it's it's the so. That makes a lot of sense. That I, I don't really think is weird. That I mm-hmm. you're basically going into a sound stage, not unlike something like say HHN. Like if you've done HHN, you're basically walking into a horror movie set. Mm-hmm. Like that's what. So so that makes sense to me. But I I think the disconnect here is 
unless you watch all of the videos from beginning to end, you don't really understand at all what anything is going on and what you're really going through. Oh, 100%. So I think that's a huge disconnect here. So some people don't even think that it is a set. I know with the at the place where you put your hands on on both sides of the tomb or when you scare people with the gust of air, I see that as like, you don't see signs that say hot set or anything like that. Or I think you do in one of them. Like you just see this one sign there, but it's so dark in there that you can't really see it. It's, it, it's, it's weird. I'm, I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. It's weird. It's, it's meta. It's, it's, it's classic. It's definitely meta. Yeah. So I actually, I actually proposed a solution to this and this is, this is just my opinion and this is how I think it could be fixed. So you drop, you drop the whole museum aspect and you say, they're filming. They wanted to go bigger. They wanted to go bolder. They're filming the sequel in a pyramid. Yeah. And that's why we need to maneuver. Maybe that's what they're going for. And I just never sat through. Maybe that's what it is. But you enter through a museum? Yeah. Well, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Is that supposed to be a? But hey, you could also say that that's just like a set where they film on the front. So you they film in front of the museum, the museum facade, and that's on the outside of the main set building. Yeah. Back when they filmed the scene that actually had all of the museum stuff in there, they filmed that, and they just swapped it out with all of the Egyptian stuff. I, 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 it's taking some, unless you know the movie industry, they're not really holding your hand here. You kind of just have to come up with it your own, which is, I think, just a testament to the fact that most people don't care and they just really like the ride. Yeah. It's interesting. I think this is like a testament to like, because even, even confrontation, it's not even like about movie making. No, not really either. It's, that one's not, it doesn't really have, like, Earthquake has a, a move, like, has that element to it. Back to the Future didn't. Back to the Future did not. I, I, I So, yeah, Kong doesn't. That's so weird. It's so, and Kong is a first generation Universal Studios Florida attraction. So, you would think that that would be more closer to, it's almost like a reverse test track. Well, it's like, no, it's just like Test Track. Well, like, Test Track does not fit Epcot, period. It doesn't really fit any Disney park, to be mm-hmm. real with you. But, like, it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit Epcot, like, in, in like, an aesthetic way. But yeah. the other way, but, like, Epcot 2.0 retroactively comes in and is like, okay, we're going to make it try to look a little more Epcot and make it more about what Epcot's about in terms of visuals. That's kind of what they do here, but instead of from like a narrative point, because confrontation is just like I guess you're you're just kind of, in the movie. Jaws was the same way; like Jaws didn't have anything to do with movies. Period. Like mm-hmm. that was a complete immersive piece. Those two were definitely more immersive. Same thing with Back to the Future. The big E tickets, aside from I want to say, yeah, ET as well. E.T. Oh yeah, when E.T. first started, E.T. wasn't about. They retroactively made that. I think in the second in the second go around to be about like the movies of uh, of it. I think, 
because then they just went back to trying to make it immersive and saying like, oh, you're going to E.T.'s own planet. But in the originally, it was like you're on the set of E.T. too. That's a lot. Next episode we do with Universal and we start talking about the past. I'm bringing on Alicia. I'm bringing mm-hmm. on Alicia Stella. She's my resident old friend. Um, I uh, she is the she is the universal elder. She knows she's she's been alive for all of it. Not that I'm dating, not that I'm carbon dating her at all, but it's <laughs> it, it, it's dang because this is this is this is a lot. This is like even for me because I was born in '96. I was not mm-hmm. sentient enough to understand this. I got I got to bring my dad in here. He's he went to the parks around around this age. Oh no, that's who. Yeah, we should have had him on. That's the guy you ask, <laughs> Dad. Yeah, you, I know you you're ask. listening because I I listened to you listen to the last episode, which if you haven't seen already, go check it out after this one. So go check that out. But yeah, no, my dad. A lot of my early Universal memories are kind of through what my dad told me because he went in like the eighties, late or early nineties. So he is my perspective into all of the old, like he still remembers when they had the studio tram tour and they used to drive people like through people, which is insane to me. I don't know who ever allowed that to happen. But if you watch the videos of like the old tram tours, they're like literally about to run over 15 people. Really? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, Yeah. no, you're right. Because they did have a production tour, but it, and that's so weird. It, it's they did like a reverse Streets of America where Disney was just like, "Screw it, never mind. We're just going to open this up for people to walk down." And Universal was just like, "Nah, be we're filming here. We're also letting people walk down it, and we're also going to drive down it at the same at all at all three of the same time." Universal does what Disney don't. They they were really they they were like. The thrills are here at Universal. You might get ran over. That's how real our <laughs> attractions are. Like that's you're not going to see that at Disney. They care about your well being. We don't here. Oh my god! Beep beep! Get out of the way. Like that. Uh, I'm telling you, that's that's some that's say. Hey. So, back to the mummy. I just had, I I also had one more thing I want to add about the queue, and this is just again my opinion. I think the HHN house looked better. Really? Like the, that they like did the for the sets? movies? Um, the the mummy versus like the Universal the monsters house. I think I yes. thought the like everything looked better. I really? thought the sets looked better. I've actually never seen it. It's it's good. It's hmm. it's top notch that house. Because it's kind of the same architecture because it's still like it takes place in a pyramid. But I just, a lot of it has to do with the lighting in the mummy where you cannot see anything in that queue. Oh, yeah, you're right. You can't really. It's, I guess you get it because that makes most sense because the haunted, not haunted mansion, HHN <laughs> is, you're supposed to be in the dark. You're supposed to be kind of bumbling around like an idiot. Mm-hmm. But even that, I, I feel like you could see more in that house. Really, I gotta look at this footage because if you're showing me, if you're showing me this footage, when did they do the house? When was the house? It was this year. The mummy had a house this year. 
Yeah, it was the Mummy versus Dracula versus. Uh, oh no 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 no! Oh, I thought you meant like they did a Brendan Fraser Mummy House. Oh no no no! Like back in the day. Okay. No, I'm, well, I'm talking about the one that they did this year. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, I, I can see that. I I'm gonna say yes because I had a friend work that house, and I'm biased. So yes, I'm going to say it looks better. One hundred percent. Shout I don't out to my boy. That, I don't. That's not even a dig at this queue. This queue's great. It's pretty cool, but that that house was just phenomenal. Great house all together. Great house. Oh my god, the the, the menu, the the mirror scare thing was that got me every time, and the fact that that was a, a real person at mm-hmm. each time still makes me wonder how did they do that? Like I know I was too scared in this, and I was too scared at the time to try to break that down. <laughs> but I really would like to. Every time I do, like, oh god, here they go with the smoke and mirrors crap. This is what they get me. It's like at the end of um, like the end of the Halloween house this year. Good god, I hate when they oh, do that. I hate when oh, they do no, that. That I ran out of that house screaming like a little girl. I was that was folks. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about this one scene in the Halloween horror nights. Halloween house this year with Michael Myers based on the original movie where you go in at the very end and you're like in this mirror house and it's just like a bunch of Michaels all over the place and you don't know who's a mannequin and who's not. And I absolutely that's um that's what I'm like, y'all are diabolical. Y'all, this is uncalled just, for. That was just mean. That was first just bug mean. house, now this. Mm-hmm. Ugh, so disrespectful. And don't mess with, don't mess with Mickey's my not bug so house. Scary. That is I love Bug House. That was my favorite house I never, last year. I, 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 I never did it because I was too scared to go alone. And my friends were too scared to go, and pe- period. Never did it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bug House. That was my my favorite. Um, so I don't think we missed anything major in the queue. You see, so we did skip over the video that plays in like the front portion. So Brennan Fraser, he's like skeptical. And this is really crucial. Like, this is really crucial information about the ride, and it's like, it probably, they probably should just should have turned it into a pre-show. It probably would have benefited from being a pre-show. 100%. I think this is, this is where it it makes sense to have separate whole pre-shows to just sit your audience down and just tell them a two, three minute little thing about what's going on here, because I, 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 I tell you. Well, actually, I'll wait till we get to the very end to point this out when we do the whole ride breakdown and everything. But I, well, no, I just say it now. Do you have no idea how many times I've been on this thing and people are like, why does he say if he, if they only got my cup of coffee? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guarantee you half the park fans who scream it every time have no idea either. Some of them don't. Some of them, some of them don't. Hey, but it, it's a great line, I guess. They made buttons on it. A, Universal APs. They that that organization gave out pins, pins for it, and I think even, I think even on the magnet that they did for Mummy, there's like a little cup of coffee on it in the corner. I, I believe so. So like they, <sighs> I'm not slacking. I love I I love it as well. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get it. Should it be there? Probably not, but I love it anyways. That's something that's for the nerds. That's something that's for the nerds. I get that. So 
Um, yeah, so he basically, he's skeptical about the whole Menchai, um, and he basically won't wear it until everybody else is like, dude, you're gonna die if you don't have this thing. So he steals Reggie's, which is like a crew member, and yells at him to get a cup of coffee. That's it. That could have been a pre-show. 100% and why like the, and why you go through the rest of the queue I'm thinking about it like so that you have a guardians type situation where they kind of just cut you off halfway through I wouldn't even say that let's let's say like a rise situation where they just kind of the first half of the queue is going through the hot set thing of just going into the set building and then they bring you into the pre-show you see that and then as you walk through the pre-show you can just have like little sight gags here and there that show, hey, something's going off while you're in the mummy, like the the Egyptian set section. Because I don't know if you know this, but back in the day, I forget Alicia from Park Stop again. You, anytime that we do these Universe episodes or have a Universal attraction, we're going to mention her because she is the queen of Universal news. And what she does, I'm, she's. Great I'm just gonna mention this right now since we keep bringing up Alicia, and I have to get this out in the air, Jalen. I originally asked Alicia to be my mentor for this project. I know I'm always the B team. She told me. <laughs> she, she told, told you. Me. I figured she told you. I'm. I'm, I'm cool. It had, with... nothing, it had nothing to do with you, Jalen. I just had met, talked to her before on Twitter, but. You no. were my favorite. You were my favorite guest on her on Park Stop. So she she told me that she that she had to let you down easy, but she she vouched <laughs> for you. Said you were a good kid and everything like that. So I was like, yeah, no, I was gonna, I'm flattered regardless. I mean, even if I'm if I'm the second choice, I'm a choice. I don't look. <laughs> I don't in anything, almost anything I do, I'm okay with. Placing. I don't care about winning. I'm good to play. I'm not hoping to win. I'm looking to place. And if I win, eh. If you sh- you shot for the moon, but you're still amongst the stars. I know I'm a crappy star, but look, you're you're in space, baby. You're, you're where you're supposed to be. But no, I, I <laughs> yeah, tell everybody. I tell everybody. I'm like Jalen. He's amazing. Like I don't know. Oh my god. Oh god. No, truly, because like I, I listen. I just got done listening to your recent, um, your um, the episode on who the hell cares. Because I this is how that this is how I do podcasts. Because I have a thirty minute commute every day to school, so it, so it takes if it's two hours, it takes me two days to listen to it because it's thirty oh, minutes Lord. back and forth. But just you crack me up every time. Thank, thank, thank you, thank you. I. I <laughs> I, I I just be saying stuff that is not I'm just naturally funny and I don't really try it just kind of happens. Uh, but thank you so much, thank you so much. Let, let's talk about the mummy. I, 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 right. I'm not supposed to be turning red. I'm not supposed to be turning red. <laughs> so we get ready. We're on the um. We get down. We're in the mine carts. Um, we turn out, and I was talking to somebody about this. They were like, "The mummy's too rough." I'm like, "It's supposed to be." And it's gotten better, but it's supposed to, like, when you make that first, even even when you're braking to, like, let the other car like uh, car pass you, it's a little rough. But, like, that's part of the fun. Oh, 100%. That's, yeah, no, that that's, that's one of my favorite moments. I would have to say one of my top five favorite moments of the entire experience. I mean, 
I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I think Mummy was is is a great attraction that highlights before the pre-parter days that really should have been like a warning shot to Disney as like these guys are slowly inching up to you. And one day, if they give if somebody gives them enough money to just let them go off, you might uh you you might have some stiff competition. And turns out it it ended up that way. Yeah. So um, we hear we hear Reggie's voice. He's telling us, "Are you insane? Get out of here! The curse. This whole oh, place wait. is a trap." What would we skip? What would so, we miss? So here's one thing that we don't really talk about nowadays because they don't do it as much. But back when Alicia, I forgot who she interviewed, but if on her Patreon podcast where she was basically her and Ian are breaking down the different Universal Studios attractions, she did a Mummy one, and she actually had one of I think the creative director of Mummy there as you go through the queue you should start seeing employees team members who have magis around their necks and ones that don't have magis around their necks the ones without magis on their necks they're supposed to act completely deranged and act like they're possessed as well and they did do that for like the first few years of its opening but then slowly it started to get a lot looser well because they still they still do the thumbs down. I don't know if they've done that since it's reopened, but they used to, at least they used to do the thumb, like they used to do the thumbs up, ready to go, and then into the thumbs down. No, I haven't seen that in a minute. I haven't seen that in a minute. But then again, whenever I've done Mummy, it's normally, I won't say it's super busy, but they're definitely just trying to churn people out and trying to get, you know what? I mostly do single rider. So yeah, mm-hmm. most of the time when I do single rider, it's busy. I think they're just trying to be like, yo, get down that thing and get the heck out. Yeah. Because I used to, every time, every time we would stare the cast members in the eye as they did it, we'd do it with them every time. It's just thumbs it's, down. I liked it a lot. I like, mm-hmm. it's it's just a, it's a cute little, it's a cute little nod. It's a cute little thing that they do. I like it a lot. Yeah. So, um, Reggie gets possessed by Emotep as um, they're both animatronics. Emotep actually like comes out of his like coffin, sarcophagus, whatever proper term you use. Um, and he looks so good now. It it was looking rough before they did the refurbishment. Like they say he was in B mode. I think he was in like C or D mode. Like <laughs> like you could see I'm say it's B mode. It was it was he like, like with the blast ended scrut on Hagrid. You could see everything behind, like you could see what was controlling him behind. Yeah, it was it, rough. To, to me, it kind of looked like a kid playing, like moving a doll behind it. Like it definitely, especially because the mouth wasn't moving as good either, and the hands were kind of fl- like flinging around very fast and loose. It kind of looked like a Muppet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad it needed a little bit of love. And I'm glad. I'm glad it got it. So we turn. We turn right, and then we turn left into Emotep. Your souls are mine. And then we enter like the temple room. Um, and he's explaining, "Join me and save our riches, or refuse." 
and I don't, and I put, I put here, I said, you could never hear what he's saying because the hydraulics of like the statues that come up are always so loud. <laughs> they, I don't know if it's on purpose to like scare you, but those hydraulics are so loud. It's like a punch. Like it, it, it's almost like a, I like to say like a pop goes the weasel, like a jack in the box. Cause it just, mm-hmm. They slam up so fast, and I think maybe it's 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 a mix of both. Like the mechanisms, they're just very loud naturally, and yeah. at the same time, they might have just been like, you know what, that's going to scare the crap out of them. So, yeah, no, it, it's 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 a perfect thing because they just pop up so fast, and it gets, and that's when you know, like what I like about Mummy is when it it, it, it lets you know that it gets crazy, it gets crazy, like it's oh, yeah. it, it goes. Emotep is not playing with y'all. <laughs> he is not playing with y'all. No, this this scene was actually because when I was younger, I had a massive like fear of fire. So because my dad had already been on it, he told me about this. this. So this scene always used to forget. He's like, there's only one scene where there's fire. Uh, that was because he forgot <laughs> when the fire comes back later. But the scene and now now I'm fine and now I really it really even then I still enjoyed it. I just I always had to be in one of the middle seats because I couldn't be too close to it. Really, so you were scared of fire that much? Well, I can understand. I can understand that. It's it's. Let me not let me not be like, oh, why are you scared of that? Like Jalen, calm down. It, it it's literal fire. That that's a that's a that's a perfect reason. Hey, you have a way better reason. I think if I wanted to like Freudian psychoanalyze myself. It was because there was like a like a fake like a house fire or something like something where the fireman had to get called to my house something with a smoke or something when I was like four. So then I just had a fear oh, of fire. Okay, I can see that AP Psych is coming in clutch right now. <laughs> no, you, you that's 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 you have a way better reason for sitting in the middle on <laughs> Mummy than I do for sitting in the middle of when I go on ET. <laughs> That's just a You're just pure rational fear. Is gonna come and eat you. Oh my god! I think any. I'm just if something, if any something, everything on that ride comes to life. I don't want anything to be close enough to touch me. <laughs> I told Alicia and Ian several times. They're gonna get you. They ain't gonna get me. Y'all are gonna stay right here on this green planet. I am out. Knees to chest, bolting. I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna try to go back afterwards, but. Oh. I'm, I'm gonna need to go get. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and get some folks and make this a fair fight. In the meantime, oh y'all sit over there and 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 maybe get eaten. I don't know what they do with you guys. Maybe get your soul just completely taken out of your body by Magdal. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So uh, in this room, there's a little. This is, this is on every like fun fact website. It's plastered everywhere with the mini like golden Kong that's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was a little cute, neat Easter egg. I'm just sick of reading it because it's everywhere. I was like, did you, it's like those Disney TikTok. Did you know Disney painted the the Cosmic Rewind building go away blue and go away green? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, nobody cares. Shut up. Like, you don't got to be, as you say, a tomorrow writer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm I'm glad that you're already using that. I, I just I coin. I'm surprised it co- it took me so long to coin that. <laughs> oh, that's it's that's so perfect. Yeah, they're they're out here. 
Mm-hmm. And they're cringy as I don't know what. <laughs> so after that, we move into the um, the Beatles scene. I was, I was a little disappointed when they updated it, and they they it was just projections now. Yep. But it's so it's so quick; it doesn't really matter. Fun fact about that: I I don't know if Gringos has them too, but those on there, uh, the uh, the seats in that ride also have ticklers in them. Mm-hmm. So originally, what was going to happen is the Beatles were going to come out and like scatter, and you would feel them tickle on the back of your legs but for some reason they didn't do that i don't know if it's because they thought it was too intense or they just couldn't make it work mm-hmm. i think i think there's some kind of water spray or something or at least there used to be maybe i'm just crazy i don't know about that i would believe it because universal tries to drown people on the daily mm-hmm. so I, I i i i'm gonna take your word for that let us let us know in the comments on the youtube version <laughs> so then we do we roll back into the 180 turntable and the projections here are actually really good it's giving it like reminds me reminds me of like cosmic rewind the projections for like the celestial oh yeah for s on yeah Mm -hmm. like it's actually projection like it's it's supplementing because the Menjai turned, like, he, he, he's like, I'm going to fake y'all out. I'm going to be the Menjai. And then he's like, nope, it's just me. Oh, man, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to date myself a little bit too much, a little bit here. And I'm going to ask this question and please do not flip a lid. Please do not flip a lid. I, I do not know. Have you ever seen Jimmy Neutron? Yes. Okay, the skull here looks exactly like the skull from that one pizza episode where, like, the pizzas came to life. I don't me, know if you remember that, but folks, no, if you I remember. The, let me look at this. There's an episode of Jimmy Neutron where the pizzas come, where basically, uh, I think Timmy, and not Timmy, wow, Jimmy <laughs> ends up ends up possessing some sort of by accident his like pizza making machine gets possessed by a demon and they just start making demon pizzas and the skull on it looks exactly at least back in the day the the skull looks exactly <laughs> like the mummy skull <laughs> and not even not even going to load you the oh. pizza skulls <laughs> like word is bond tell me they look exactly the same oh my god this is like that office meme this is like, show me the difference between the two. They're they the look exactly, image. they look exactly <laughs> the same. Like they, they look exactly the same. And I thought, I'm like, did the same team who did Jimmy Neutron also work on Mummy? Because that would so, be hilarious. That's so funny. Oh. I would love for them to just go to Nickelodeon Studios. Hey, we also working on this other thing. We, we heard that you're able to do this whole 3D ride with Jimmy Neutron. Can you also work on our stuff too? Because they're so busy making Mummy 3. I don't really think we have time for this. Could you all? Oh, and Universal then they just like, you know fact. what? You can see <laughs> Pizza Skull from Jimmy Neutron in The Revenge of the Mummy. Oh, my God. It, 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 hey, and the Pizza Skulls at HHN look just like it, too. I'm just... Most skulls all look the same. I'm just saying there's something going on and Universe has been reusing... It's not even a skull. It's like... Oh. 
It's that's so true. It's, uh, it's one of those. It's one of them things. It, it's uh, sorry. So let's keep going. <laughs> so this is where we get to the launch. Um, I thought it was drive tires. Apparently, it's linear induction motors. Um, we'll so we'll talk about launches a little bit more late uh, later. But forty-five miles per hour for how big the minecart is, it it, it feels like it's a haul in itself. Oh, one hundred percent. That thing's a heavy. I mean. See, Green Goss does the same thing. Green Goss especially makes you feel heavy when the ogres are like dragging you back and forth right before they throw you into the next room. Mm-hmm. That it, it, you definitely see how heavy, heavy these things are, and you can feel them. These things are really bulky boys. They were supposed yeah. to have a lot of effects on them at the same time, and they're they're not the lightest of uh, of vehicles. I think if they didn't end up doing with all the effects that they ended up with it probably would have been something closer to a standard coaster something that you wouldn't see like at bush gardens or something along those lines but it kind of it's it it fuses dark ride coaster yeah really well i'll even go so far to say i look at this as kind of like the precursor to the omni coaster Mm -hmm. i definitely do I see it. I see it as a precursor to Hagrid's as well. Really? This is yeah. Like you know what? I can see that. Turning. I actually. I see it as like the basis of turning roller coasters into storytelling devices. That's what I see it. This was like. It probably wasn't the first, but it did it the best. I I think so. I really do. I I think it it, it may not have the whole spinny aspect because, I I. To me, it feels like Green Gods does that more, given that you have more screen time for a lot of it. I mean, that ride is mostly screen-based and, and spending time with whatever's happening on top of there. But with Mummy, they do a great job of kind of getting you enough coaster and enough screen dark ride time. They give you a best of both words, worlds on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I'll, I'll go into that a little bit later, because I, I have... Two two minor nitpicks with this ride. And that starts uh, at the coaster section. And I was really, I was hoping, I was really hoping with the refurb they would do this. I really wish that instead of flats, it was projections. The flats really take me out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and that's that's a huge reason why I don't really miss doing rock and roller coaster that much rock and roller one because rock and roller coaster it, it's it's such a quick little ride but so much of it is just these little it, it, it's i don't want to be rude but i it, it's a cheap it's a cheap coaster in the sense that it doesn't have too much set pieces on the inside that they had to build because you weren't really going to look at it you, you pass by a giant donut or you go through i don't remember you see a few signs here and there like it's nothing it's nothing groundbreaking thematically on the inside of it with mummy. I think they could have done more. I think that's one yeah. thing that, that these stuff say like guardians has done a great job with, which was having those three set pieces in it that you see going around. And it really does. It, it really does emphasize it. I think if they, 
upgrade this one more time, that might be what they end up doing and go with like a projection mapping while you go it like through the skulls and near them. And that would just make it way, 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 way better of an attraction. Yeah. It's an easy fix. I think they it's can definitely. Easy, that's why I was hoping they would do it because it's such an like it's such an easy fix because you like literally yeah. the walls are already there. You just got to. And I, I don't know the first thing about projection mapping, so I say it's easy. But, like, there's some smart people at Universal. They have some money. Like, just give it a little bit. Yeah, okay, um, yeah no, 100%. Even though you're going to be passing by really fast, I that effect definitely... I mean, Cosmic is a perfect example of this. That effect is... It, 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 it can make a big difference. It really can have in that physical... Physical sort of set piece to it although i will say halfway through the ride it gives you one of the best fake outs i've ever i i like this a lot i really oh, like yeah. the fake out here no so you you pull up you pull up this is after like the majority of the coaster section um and it looks like it looks like an unload station and it just like you you fly into this thing and you break hard so you're all disoriented looking around and you're like all right this seems like this there's a ride out coming from the uh, like the little box, starting to tell you to disload, and then Emotep breaks through the glass. This is where the water effect is, because I know there's a water effect here when the glass breaks. At the bare oh, one hundred. Now that's true. That is true. I know I, that's I, true. I, I, I don't know about lot. the beetle, but I know I know here there's there's water. I just want to make sure that lady's okay. Now here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know if that lady was really there or Emotep like disguised himself to fake you out. I think it's a fake. Yeah, I think it's a fake. I think like it's a fake fake out. I think it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's the fakeness comes in layers because I, I was just I was sitting there looking at it and I'm like, okay, that lady couldn't have been there because she knows things ain't going right in this attraction right now. She has to a yeah. little bit. But there's also like a little like a little projection. Where like she kind of it kind of looks like she gets like devoured. I would want to say it, it's it's just a it, it, it's a great fake out. I think nobody besides Brendan Fraser really knows. I think Brendan Fraser actually is the only person in this attraction knowing that, wait, not knowing that something crazy is going on. He's just completely oblivious to it. Everybody else, I feel like, would know something is up. Because come on. So creepy. The official POV in Universal on the on the YouTube channel has it has no sound. It's just like these really creepy audio effects. I'm trying to find this scene. It's so creepy. Oh no, she definitely transforms. Yep. Okay. See. Yeah, I can she see that. She transforms. It's like the it's like the panda bear in the Simpsons ride. Like that's. <laughs> Or like the evil queen in Snow White. Which we need to give that woman a name. Come on. She deserves a name. I know she's evil, but come on. Give that give that lady a name. I'm, I'm tired of calling her the evil queen. Maleficent's got a name. Mm-hmm. So we so we pull out here after Emotep tries to... So there's fire all across the ceiling, um, which is a yeah. really neat effect. It's scared... Scared the crap out of me as a six-year-old, whatever, not six-year-old. I was older at the time. 
I don't forget how old I was, eight, nine, ten, somewhere around there, you're old me. But a really neat effect. And then the drop here is really good. The drop is really good. That thing is steep. It's like, I think it's it's 55 degrees. It, it also just sneaks up on you as well. In my eyes, it does at least, because you're so, you're reeling from the, the one thing about this attraction is it's it's relentless. Like it's it's, oh, yeah. it's it's constantly scaring you, so you don't really get a chance to catch your breath as much. And I, I think the only one that kind of one that really does a great job with this that has like a similar drop to me is I know you haven't been to it, but over in SeaWorld at Journey to Atlantis, they have a drop very much like this. I've been I've been on there. I've been on Journey to okay. SeaWorld. Like at the very end where you get all the way to the top and you're just like, whoa, hold on. Where's the water at? Where's the water? Where's the water? Where's the water? Oh, no. Oh, that's the best part. Yeah. I I remember we got up there as kids. I was like, yo, there's no water, B. How are we moving? Oh, no. What is happening? That's impossible. It's it's a roller coaster, too? Oh, my God. These guys. That's like, if they threw some screens on that, a water-based roller coaster 3d ride is like universe like come on build it would you believe that 90 percent of it because i think you probably rode it back when did you first ride it i went on like a school field trip in like sixth grade and i'm a senior right okay. now so it's like six years ago six years ago oh yeah no you got the you got the that thing has been garbage since 2011. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. It's been rough since I entered high school. Like that. That was that was way back in 2011. So yeah, no. It, it it once once penguins opened up because it was the same year penguins opened up. They just like screw it. We got a new attraction. We don't even have to. We don't have to bother with you. And that's when the effects stopped working because it used to be that was mostly screens. And at one point, like. It was one of the first attractions to use projection mapping. Like it, it was, it, it, it's a it's an impressive ride. It's one of the most impressive rides that they've ever made, and they just let it rot. Like it's it's it, it's it's garbage. It's 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 sad. It really breaks my heart. But yeah, back to Mummy. Mummy, like that drop reminds me of that where it just it hits you hard. It hits you hard, and then it's like I'm out, and you, you're done. You're done. I, it, Brendan Frage is yelling at you about some coffee, and I'm so glad somebody shut him up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! If he, anybody he should have died, it was Brendan Fraser. Yeah, he had a coffee. He's so mean to Reggie. So here's one thing that I've noticed: this isn't the first time that Brendan Fraser in something has been seen as this egotistical actor, like jerk-like actor before. At the end of Looney Tunes, back in action. <laughs> Brendan Fraser's in that, and he's kind of like Brendan Fraser ends up showing up as like a meta thing at the very end, and he's also being an egotistical movie star jerk in that as well at the very end. So I just I, I see that, and he ends up being punched in the face by the guy who it's that's a very confusing movie. I'm not going to try to explain <laughs> everything, but basically the the character Brendan Fraser was playing ends up punching Brendan Fraser because he's saying that he didn't play him right and that oh he God. also is just a major jerk in general. So he bops him in the nose. Why can't, why can't we get the jerks to play the jerk? Because what I've heard, he's like a really nice guy. He's a sweetheart. And I, that just, that just like, 
that hey i'm pretty sure he just knows some some hollywood jerks and that's who he channels to get into that because i'm sure there's a bunch of them oh, yeah. he 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 he's a good actor he's a, he's a great actor what he does from what i hear yeah he's just a he's a really nice guy who got a bad deal i then in fraser we t- in trust not not the kelsey grammar guy like Britton fraser yeah see this is this is why we give leah michelle our um our uh rachel berries there you gotta you gotta typecast a little bit i might have just totally sectioned myself off i don't know if you've ever seen glee but to all my gleeks out there oh god <laughs> oh god oh god okay all right. Okay. So all right. We get we get the iconic line, cup of coffee, and we disembark. So I said I had two major gripes with this. Or minor. Minor little little tiny issues. And that's I think that the last section after the fake out to the um to Brennan Fraser is really weak. Yes. 100%. I am always like it's so good and then it just feels like oh we got we we didn't end this where we were supposed to so we have to move you cuz the drop is so good and then it feels like you're just slowly chugging along the rest of the track. Like if there was it's... if there was if it was the ha- if it was like Hagrid's where there's just like one last launch and I know they're confined to like space but if there was mm-hmm. one last launch after that, it would have. This would have been like the best ride ever. I don't think they were ready for that. I don't think they were quite ready for that. The first multi-launch coaster came along. I want to say eight years after after mm-hmm. the Mummy here after the Mummy opened, and that was over at Bush Gardens with Cheetah Hunt. Yeah. That was the first because I remember when that came out, it was a big deal. That was like three or four launches, and that it was one of my favorites back in the day. It's it, it, and maybe they just didn't have the technology for it, and maybe they didn't just have the space for it. I don't know. Launch coasters were relatively still young during the, that era, and Universal. This isn't the Universal of today where they're so used to dropping a lot of money on yeah. a lot of things for these attractions, especially. Not for something that they own, which they still don't as much as they do for Potter or, say, Nintendo, because they kind of have people on their necks. I, I do agree with you. And I would argue that like something like Jurassic World Adventure, they spent the money. Yeah, okay, you know what? I do agree with that. I do agree with that. But at the same time, that's an existing structure. So they didn't really have to build everything from the ground up from like the very ground up because kong doesn't use the it uses the same ride system the same ride path more or less it just has more animatronics and a few new effects and mm-hmm. a few new set dressings that's way easier than them they had to build like an entire roller coaster inside of this thing yeah it doesn't even use the same ride system heck the same ride system is hanging up there they yeah. didn't even remove it because it's i think it's ingrained in the building and yeah, if they moved it they would the have building. to do yeah, yeah. Oh, man, they did not think this through. <laughs> but it's it's in it, it, it. That's insane. Like that's that's mm-hmm. that it, it's. I do agree, though. I definitely do agree. But this was back in the day when Universal was nearly about to be sold off. So yeah. I, 
I am amazed that they were able to pull this off. Like I'm amazed no, at what they were I able love, to pull this off. Is, this is my reason. Like this is don't get me wrong. I'm, I this is like my favorite attraction in studios. This is that's this is like why I like sure I'll do MIB like two to three times because I love MIB. But yes, this is this is why I go to studios. Like if I'm going to studios, I'm doing Mummy. I love this ride. Um, but it definitely was built in 2004, and there's a yeah. little bit of limitations. But- yeah, yeah, it, it it's it, it's uh, heck. I remember this opened up along in relatively quick succession. This opened up, Shrek opened up, and Fear Factor Live opened up all within the same time of each other. And Universal, just to tell you how old this was, they would send you home with these free CD ROMs that basically oh. had like clips and games from the attractions that just dropped. Those were the big heck, and they were just. They would throw them at you. I wish we still had them. We probably used them as coasters at some point. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it that was a huge deal. For, these were all new additions. I think this was one of the... This is also when Jimmy Neutron was happening. This was... I want to say, yeah, this is about 10 years. The first 10-year anniversary of... Well, you only get one 10-year anniversary. What am I, I'm bugging. At the 20... Around the 20... What? 10th anniversary of Universal Studios Florida being open in the resort in general and islands just opened up so they needed to do more stuff over at the studios to keep people to come back to the studios but also that park every 10 years if you look at Disney as well things get updated in theme parks and it was just time for a lot of like it was time for a lot of that stuff to go so mummy yeah. and mummy was the thing that was leading the charge. It was a big new e-ticket with a big franchise that was popping off at the time. It it had like it was the hero. It was for a lot of people that was the big big thing. Truly. Yeah. No, it still it still shocks me that mummy like that this amazing of an attraction could come at a time like that in 2004. Because you like look at the they they just reskin Hanna Barbera, um, Islands just opened, and they're they're still keeping pedal to the metal because Confrontation, like it had it had too many issues like the maintenance cost was too high, like it was time and they kept they raised the bar, and that that impresses me. Is it perfect? No. But it continued to raise the bar of what a Universal Studios attraction is. Well, 100%. That was the first time that Disney should have known, hey, our stuff works now. We can come at mm-hmm. you. It's not like it's not like for the past 10 years. We got it down. Things are working. It's, it's a great... I think that it's definitely, for me at least, I see that as a big champion champion point for Universal Studios Florida as a park that opened up and had like its first few years of operations that was just rough nothing worked things constantly broke down like you said tons of maintenance issues heck one ride had to be completely rebuilt over again looking at you Jaws like it was they had a rough go of it but in 10 years time it's almost like Disneyland where Disneyland had a lot of problems when it first opened and then in 10 years time by the time Walt died it really flourished and it was a beautiful park. And I see the same thing with Universal Studios Florida. It just takes time. And 
the mummy i look at the mummy almost like i wouldn't say it's matterhorn but i would more say along the lines of maybe like it's pirates or it's i would say like yeah pirates of the haunted mansion where it's like the level now has it's 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 they have they're on a whole another level they have they're on a whole another level than what we've seen them do in the past 10 years same thing with Islands of Adventure. Islands of Adventure is another proof of that. Just nobody mm-hmm. went to it and 9-11 happened. <laughs> yeah. That was probably Island's biggest uh, downfall was just its timing. Yeah. But this was like, we're not giving... Because that could have that could have easily been... The, just like COVID could have easily been an easy give... Well, not, not for these parks, but like regional parks and stuff. Like you've heard some of them, like they shut down. That's like an easy say. If the pandemic, we're done. Let's send let's send everybody home. That two thousand and one could have been that. It would have been unfortunate, but they this ride said we're still here. We're still fighting for our market share, and it might not have had the impact of Potter, but it really grew because it's. When you're building attractions, you have like you need to practice. You need growing what you can do, seeing how stuff works. And being able to do that on something like the mummy, you could see them starting to get a feel for stuff. And you can even see that in Potter attractions. I don't think they really nailed a Potter attraction until Hagrid's. Well, I would hmm. Hmm. Say that one more time. I want to think I heard you right. I wouldn't say that they nailed an e-ticket. I'm going to rephrase it. An e-ticket Potter ride until Hagrid's. I don't know about that, B. That's cap. I'm sorry. I don't know about that. That Forbidden Journey was a hard. That's that's a hard ride. That was a hard ride back in 2011. I think now it definitely... 2011 was when it dropped. I, I think we were heavily blown away. I think nowadays, and this is me just trying to rag on you because you're younger, but mm-hmm. it's almost like you got to ride Hagrid's, which is like playing a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. But for people back in 2011, the 3DS, not even the 3DS, the DSi blew our minds. Like, it I is. D- like, hey, hey, I had a DSi as well. <laughs> I would say it like that. Like, it's like we, we have... Okay, no, exactly like that. Like, yeah, you have this new, this this new powerful crazy thing that is something that you never dreamed would be in an attraction, let alone a universal attraction. I mean, a multi-launch universal coaster, fine, but universal coaster with animatronics and a dropout. Like, I don't think most people would have saw that coming. Just like in the same way that people wouldn't have saw the idea of taking a home console and turning it into a portable console that can play triple a games like you it's something that blows people's minds every time that you write it because it's like a testament to what you like of testament of how far we've come in the same vein that having dual screens and being able to play in 64 quality level of games on a handheld blew our minds back in the day I look at Potter as something that this, this was the first Cougar Arm attraction. This was the first major Potter attraction. And it also had animatronics. And it also 
it covers the story of Potter relatively good. It takes place right before things start popping off. And from there, they kind of extend it. And I like that. I like how it, it goes from the it starts off when things are relatively still chill before it ramps all the way up to Voldemort getting in. It, it's they didn't know that they were going to do more at that time, so it's kind of like a best of attraction. So I definitely get what you're what you're yeah. saying. But Hagrid's is also a best of it. Well, no, Hagrid's is more of a showcase attraction because you get to see a lot of your favorite Potter creatures. But aside from that, like it, it I, okay, I I hear what you're saying. I, here, here I, this I, is I, how. I think, this is how I'll give yeah, it to you. This is tough. Forbidden Journey is the Wii. Gringotts is the Wii U. And Hagrid's is a Switch. Ah, oh, Lord. You know what? That's right. You know what? That's, that's right. Because <laughs> Hagrid's is a disappointment just like the Wii U was. So, yes. I mean, not Hagrid's. No, no, I mean, Gringotts. Gringotts. No, it's, oh, per- it's the perfect right. analogy. Because you you're got right. the innovations. Oh, my God. You're right. You got the you're innovations right. in the Kuka Arm motion controls in the Wii. The Wii U, I don't know what the hell it's. It's trying to add extra screens. <laughs> it's trying like it's, it's it's a great it's a great in between. It's a great in between that and the in the Switch. Like you can definitely see what they were cooking. Oh. They just shouldn't have released it as a console. Like that was the in between. And I look at that as oh. Green Gods. Like Green Gods, the the next big Harry Potter attraction was also a multi launch coaster. Oh my and god. That's you're one hundred percent right, but it does it all. But it does everything better than it. It does everything better than it. Just like the Switch does everything better than the Wii U did. Heck, folks are buying games on the Wii U. I mean, buying uh, buying games on the Switch that they did for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 that's how much people really love the Switch to the point where they don't even want to have to deal with their Wii U anymore. Hagrid's came out. I don't. I wouldn't have to ride Green Gods ever in my life. As long as Haggies is alive, I am 100% golden. I don't, just like my Wii U, you want a box somewhere being very dusty and neglected. But I will walk past you. The only thing Green, Green Gods doesn't have on my Wii U is that it can't play Wii games. That's the only reason I have my Wii U still sitting here. Yeah, I can see that. I can I can see that. If we I, can, I, if we can ride that. Forbidden Journey, if you just put it, then it's... For, but. <laughs> that's the only thing that we use got going for it is it can play Wii games. That's it. That's it. That's it. This is this is not where that's I saw it. this discussion going, but I'm no, glad no. we got. I'm glad we had it. <laughs> and we're only halfway there. <laughs> we're only halfway there. I was hoping to shave like a, like a couple minutes off of this episode. <laughs> nope. I don't. Nope. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess let's move on from the mummy and roll over. You want to go down? Let's go down I four. Let's go down I four over, oh. over a little bit west. Over I don't to even, we were gonna do intermission here. I we don't even got time. Oh, for that. you're right. You want to just talk about lockers real quick? I'm 100 percent okay to talk about, okay, lockers. We'll let's go, talk about lockers. We'll go into lockers. So this week in Disney Twitter, or theme park Twitter, but it's mostly Disney Twitter. Because even the Disney Twitter complains about the Universal stuff. Yeah. People are upset that Tron is requiring lockers. Can you explain that to me, Jalen? I'm. It's a roller coaster. I mean, would you? It's it's hey. a roller. Where do you want the? I'm I'm amazed. They should be have, like they have that little phone compartment. That blows me away. I'm like, that's genius. Hey, but, Forbidden Journey did that. Forbidden Journey has it in the back. They always had it. 
Mm -hmm. Ben and Journey did it again. Look at it. They're taking a lot of they're taking a lot of things from Universal's playbook when it comes to this. But I don't think Disney people have ever had to go on a coaster like this before. Most of the Disney coasters, you can just put it down at your feet. Now, I think some people are saying, well, oh, why not? Because this is a real thing. In certain, I want to say certain toys that kids have, like say a bike or something similar to or a car type or like a mini, one of the mini cars that kids can ride on. And you can put things in like a trunk. Yeah. Or you can lift up the seat that you sit on and put your bag in there. Why don't you put the compartment in there? That is a brilliant question. Maybe there's something that we don't know. Maybe there's that's how it's hooked onto the seat and supported. Who knows? I have absolutely no idea. But that would have been a great alternative. But at the same time, why are y'all complaining? These are free. Like they could just tell y'all to leave it out. Like y'all could just they could just tell y'all to leave it. Or do like how Bush Gardens does. It's like, look, put this in this cu- cubby hole, and if somebody steals it, somebody steals it. It's 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 on you. Or you could maybe ride with these things that you have on and watch all of your stuff falls out, and then there's a scavenger like me at the bottom picking up all your loose change. And next thing you know, I got enough money for a new Dole Whip. <laughs> no, that's that's what Tron is for the opening. It's outside just so you could throw, just so you could throw all your stuff, and people could like catch it. Here's the thing that really irks me. If they put a net up under the canopy to catch things, then people would be like, oh, that's so ugly instead of having the lockers. So what do you want? Do you want it to be aesthetically pleasing or do you want to or or do you want it to be comforting? Because y'all would be. It's also a major roller coaster. It's a roll like it. It doesn't make sense. It's a free locker. And they're doing the Velocicoaster double-sided thing, from what I've heard. Yeah. Like. They gonna ride it. What? Y'all begged for Tron to come over here, like, six years ago. Yep. (laughs) And now that we got it, and they don't want it, how, hey, look. They gonna ride it regardless. I think. Look, Enterprise is gonna pay for your lockers. (laughs) <laughs> oh lord if the enterprise may is that what the sponsorship is there for just for the lockers so they don't have to charge <laughs> it us pays for the lockers it play it pays for lockers <laughs> y'all better hope enterprise does not leave y'all keep the y'all 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 keep ticking off enterprise and they leave now we gotta pay 9.95 to go use a locker that we mandatorily like we mandatory have to use and you guys would pay it because you oh, went yeah. through the trouble of getting a boarding group or buying a lightning lane. Now your lightning lane with the locker, that's what. Because you know they're going to charge $20 for this. You paid $30 when you could have just let Enterprise win a car be the sponsor. Mm-hmm. See, you blocked your blessing. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. you know they, they include free lockers with Genie Plus. Oh my God, why did I they're going to do that? Oh my God, you're if right. If JPEG oh was still around, that would be, it would be Genie Plus gets you free lockers. Yeah. But he's going to oh. up it to $5. He's going to up it to $5. So the extra $5, instead of paying 15 you pay 20 and the extra 5 is to use the lockers. So it's like, yeah, you're really paying for them, but you're not paying $10 like the schmucks in line. And this is, we're, we're, we're Disney. We're, we're not heartless. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it's, it's, it's absolutely pure ridiculousness. I... I have no idea why. I mean, I know why, because these guys aren't satisfied with anything. But 
Universal is, and I know people are scared to say hear me say this, but if people have been doing it at Universal, regular guests at Universal have been doing this. Regular people, people who don't care about theme parks, who just wants mm-hmm. to come, go and have a good time, has have been able to figure this out and do it. They do it all the time. I see it all the time in Hagrid. I see it all the time in Forbidden Journey. I see it all the time. Regular people are going to be able to understand this. Just because you're throwing a temper tantrum for God knows what reason, it doesn't mean that it's going to be like it's the end of the world because regular people are going to be able to understand this. It's pretty simple. And I, I know a lot of people who like having lockers. They like to just be able to put like while they're standing in line, just yeah. put it in a locker and go not have to worry about it. Now, we'll tell you this. They're going to have to pry the headphones from my co-dead fingers because that thing does not have D-Rez <laughs> by Daft Punk on it. And I'm listening to D-Rez <laughs> by Daft Punk on it. Okay, just because y'all were too cheap to play the mu- pay the music license for the most <laughs> iconic music track in the entire series is run. Doesn't mean that I can't wear my headphones. Okay, I'm I I wear my headphones in a lot of attractions, and I hold them on. I hold them on to dear life because my headphones are life. If I did not have my headphones, I probably couldn't be on Earth with how many people are annoying. Like oh, I'm yeah. listening to Derezed on these head. Y'all aren't going to get me like how you. I don't care if I have to stuff it in my jacket pocket like how I have to do it. Universal, y'all. Or I'm, I'm getting on. I'm getting on. Y'all gonna have to pride. Y'all gonna have to. Y'all gonna have to fight me right outside the canopy. I'll take on all com- comers. You just gotta get someone. Either that or, or someone with like a massive speaker. If they're able to to sneak in a fireworks cake or whatever that was. Oh lord. Um, I mean, you could you could sneak in a giant Beats pill. And it'd just be blasting that around there and it'll be taken away in about two seconds, but it'll make it worth it. Heck, I will I will have ten of those. And I will put <laughs> I will I will shove them in and I will I will have ten of them for each row. You shove them inside of the phone slot. I will have I'll have my phone connected to all of them and we'll all go hit press play at the same time. And we're listening to Daft Punk because I'm tired of Disney being cheap when they know they got it. <laughs> I don't know how much money Daft Punk was going to charge them. But it's worth it. It's so y'all got Michael Jackson to sing and dance and do two new tracks for basically Star Wars the musical, and y'all can't y'all, y'all can't pay the Daft Punk tax. Y'all paid Michael Jackson mm-hmm. in the eighties, the biggest pop star at the time. Y'all y'all got it. Y'all and that was back <laughs> when y'all didn't have it. Oh my God, I'm so sick of you guys. I'm so sick of y'all, y'all. And we y'all. are so excited to announce that only people who subscribe to Genie Plus will be able to listen <laughs> to that punk. On- <laughs> and you have to buy headphones. You can't use your uh-huh. own headphones. You have to use special Disney's headphones. You have to. Destination D23 right there. Oh, my God. Just tomorrow. And, and- that and another fake announcement for a land. What's behind Big... Big Thunder Mountain, it's all the headphones that are going to Tron. That's oh it. my god. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta have it because you know they're, they're, they're hooked up to the special Disney frequency. The special Disney frequency is literally just a regular beats pill. That's it. It's 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 not even a beats pill. It's it's somebody's laptop. Did you know that on the Tron Light Cycle Power Run coaster that Disney uses a special Disney frequency 
to oh, tune God. it to Daft Punk. Oh, oh my God. God, I can't get over I can't get over those TikTokers. I scroll right past them every time. Oh God, <laughs> I I don't want to I don't want to do that to the, the TikTokers because you know you gotta you gotta teach people. You gotta some these. This is like Nick Junior level of learning. Just like how Dora had to walk you through it. We were all there with I. I remember watching the Travel Channel as a kid and this spoon feeding me facts about Disney that most nerds know. Everybody's got to start somewhere. I don't want to be mean to them, but I personally am way past that level, and or at the very least, I do not want to hear the annoying TikTok voice. <laughs> Just let me read it. Then. It's it's the go away green on Cosmic Rewind that gets me every time. I'm like, oh god, no, it's not. It's not. It's just like it's part of the Disney magic. No, it's that's oh, part of the Disney it's... budget cuts. Speaking of speaking of of budget cuts, trains, and also just general negligence. Um, oh, and a company that has all the money in the world and won't do the right thing and and fix what needs to be fixed. Let's move on to our next attraction. <laughs> Just tomorrow, we got all the money in the world. We ain't fixing nothing. Oh my god, he! I'm gonna hold him to that. If I see that man mm-hmm. again in the parks, uh, um, tomorrow, baby, uh, you told us that you had all the money in the world. So, um, <laughs> why the yeti ain't moving? Uh, uh you know, and, uh, I've been hearing a lot of talk about these sight lines. Y'all couldn't put up a hedge. I can see the contemporary all the way from the every square. I can see, I can see the Epcot ball. All the way from from the top of the Everest. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know. And, and you know. And, and not to mention, you know, all of Pandora's booty is out. Like all the <laughs> same thing with with Batu. Like why? Why is it like it's like one of those like they're wearing a hospital gown. Like that's what it looks like to me. Where the back is just out. <laughs> and somebody forgot to tie the string. Like not even trying to hide it a little bit. Now Disneyland, they actually hide theirs because you have to go. You like you pass by Batu as you go the backside of Batu as you go oh, to I the parking garages. But people are driving by MGM literally every day at Walt Disney World, and y'all doing things to you know clean up the back. Like it's it's come on, come on, y'all. But but Disney doesn't better, and and Universal doesn't do, is the only people who do this. Oh my gosh! All but right. yes, let's, let's talk about uh, uh, the the next so, attraction here. Expedition, uh, Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain, and we thought we thought Hagrid's Hagrid's was long. Nobody I know everybody's called it. That. Everybody's like, recently they just started doing. No, they were doing this all the way back then. Mm-hmm. We just yeah, we've yeah. just gone into. We just call it Everest Expedition Everest. These subtitles, man, they've been there forever. Because what expedition? That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's more than Hagrid's. Hagrid's is magical creature motorbike adventure. Hold on. Hagrid's magical creature motorbike adventure. That's five. This one's got two more. I guess it's of the, but. It sounds like the book title. Like, it sounds like a book title, like part of a series. Like, uh, I. it's a long name. I don't even... I don't even know until you said it. I I I I don't even know Everest's full name. I don't think I ever. I just called yeah, it. I didn't know it so either. Much. I just looked it up. Well, because what's interesting about this is that you're not actually climbing Everest. Oh no, you're not really. So it's not Everest. You're essentially just 
you're, you're going through it. At least for me, like it, it, it's weird because I don't know if. So how the let's I guess let's start from the queue. Let's start from there. Let, let's start mm-hmm. from there. This this opened back in what two thousand and seven. 2006. It was announced as a part of the fifth anniversary of Animal Kingdom because Disney and their anniversaries. <laughs> um. Yeah. So opened April 6, 2006. Okay. So yeah, that's about yeah. Oh my God, it's almost 20 years old. In three years, Everest will be 20 years old, and the Yeti three... still does not work. No, stop. I was born 2005. Stop. You can't. Yeah, I'm gonna stop because that just made me. You are you are the same age as one of my my favorite cousins, and two years younger than my little sister who was born in 2003. I'm a. Oh my god! I was I'm, I'm literally I'm about almost a decade older than you, and that makes oh me want god. to crumple up into a ball. <laughs> god, can't, I know there how can't Alicia be feels. <laughs> there can't be a decade between people. Like it's it has to be like a couple of years. Uh, a lot of my OGs were like that, so it's it's. It, I'm used to it. I'm just not used to being the other way around. Mm-hmm. I, I like um, one time I broke I broke uh, these two bartenders' hearts at the um, Coronado Springs rooftop bar. I, they said, that, "Oh yeah, I started working back in 1996 during the 25th anniversary at the Adventurers Club. Oh, and I used to work at the Monorail Bar." Uh, back in, in 1996 that's where i started too and i looked at them like y'all gonna hate me for this but uh that was the year i was born <laughs> and they just <laughs> oh my god they just turned away and was like look well you're done <laughs> you're done. done go home that's it so in the lake uh leading up to the mountain you have that awesome shrine um of the mountain and i'm just gonna shout out joe Rody right here he is like the king imagineer best to ever do it if if you're not aware of who joe Rody is um just search his name in google or in youtube and just watch and listen like he is amazing at what he what he does and it's it's unfortunate that he's retired cuz he just had so he he worked his way up to where like he was like the last hope he was saving because he saved in a lot in a lot of our minds he saved Pandora from like ruining Animal Kingdom for the Animal Kingdom purists out there. Um, I'll be real with you. I think it was always going to be fine as long as they just didn't do the whole military thing. Yeah, they made the right call. They made the right call. So um, there's a lot of little hidden details, and that's. They say they say Disney difference. I say the Joe Rody difference. Oh, oh yeah, no, because Joe Rody is the master. Nearly everything this man touches, he's the only one in my mind who really does care about sightlines, and he still messes up. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he does, yeah, even he's, he's, even like he the height does good work. The height the height requirement is a Yeti's foot, like outside. Is it? Is that it what is. that's for? Oh, Lord. I see. Now, look, I'm just too tall, and I just don't care about <laughs> stuff like that because I never had to go through it. I've always been a big kid, so mm-hmm. once I turned, I want to say, nine, I sprouted up like five inches. I was bigger than my third grade teacher. So I, I high requirements are nothing to me. I, I was basically like a baby version of Shaq. I, 
height requirements are nothing to me. So I would have never known that. That's why that's there. Oh my God. I never knew that. I never knew that. So um, we continue to enter the Himalayan escapes, which the, the marquee is really subtle. And I really like that. Because it's obvious, because you don't need a big marquee here because you see the roller coaster. Yeah. Like that is your marquee. You just have these really subtle, like these banners. It still has it, and everything's like really. You want to talk about theming. This has to be one of the best themed experiences ever built. It's it's one of those things that I look at the queue, and I've actually heard one girl go like, while I was in the in the queue one time, she was like, "Oh, why why is this museum here?" And like I, I was like, I looked over, and I'm like, "Come on, don't don't, come on." Come on, don't don't learn a little something before you get on this ride, because it it it's it, it's it's for me it's a perfect setup for the ride. It kind of just it explains the myth of the Yeti and how they feel about the Yeti, while also essentially we all know that Joe Rody when he's doing these things he tricks Disney into giving him an entire like life dream vacation. To like <laughs> far off places, like that's exactly what Joe Rody does. Joe Rody's like, "Hey, I want to build this new park, but in order for me to build this new park, I need you to send me to this place so I can do research." And it's just him, like, just like screwing around in Africa and having a great time on Disney's dime. And I one hundred percent, I I envy that level of hustle. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, scam the heck out of Disney. And he did the same thing for Everest. And a lot of those pictures that you see in there, and a lot of those things that like they're near perfect recreations or versions of something that you would actually see at a base camp around the Himalayas. And that's just I I have this interesting statistic that I found. Um, Did you know that in Disney's Animal Kingdom in the Expedition Everest queue, there are over 8,000 authentic artifacts from Nepal? Really? Yep. That's insane. Like that's that's see, look, Joe Rody, and you know who paid for all of that? Disney. Disney, Disney exactly. paid for all of Joe Rody's souvenirs. <laughs> like he oh my god. I gotta I gotta learn that I gotta learn that man's game. Like, oh my god. Uh and this was on Michael Eisner's dime too. Mm-hmm. While he was getting messed up. Well wait, so, I think this it, I think this might have been I because Iger was at the opening ceremony. No, Iger was on the been... opening ceremony. But, but it, it was, got under motion. Because, you know, it, it takes them five years to build these things. Yeah. Three to five years. So Eisner was still in power when this thing was. He basically greenlit it. This mm-hmm. is the last thing to open up in the States with. I believe the last thing to open up in the States under. That was a part of Eisner. Because Iger's first big thing was fixing DCA. Yeah. And New Fantasyland. Uh, don't even get me started on New Fantasy Land. You want to know hey, why I don't go hey. to go to go to Disneyland, Disney World anymore? It's it's New Fantasy Land. Hey, I'm going to look at you. I'm going to tell you this. It was way worse what they had planned. Now I understand. Oh, it I not. heard. I heard. I like. Yeah. It was just going to be meet and greets. Be happy that we got. I'm I'm sad that they got rid of Toontown Fair, but it could have just been one of the, one of the pitches instead of doing instead of doing the um. The Seven the mine train, train, yeah, was going to be for the boys to go from the prince princess fairy tale hall. The boys would go over and learn to be Cinderella's knights, 
And who, who, what? They don't even see action. What action is Cinderella <laughs> and Prince Charming saying? Like, I could understand if it was, I can understand if it was like Sleeping Beauty. Like, you're going to be one of Aurora Knights. Like, that makes sense. And you have like a mini game with like fighting the dragon from Alessa Finn. That makes so much sense. But what smoke does Cinderella's kingdom see? The only smoke that the most evil person or most threatening thing there is an old 60-year-old woman who's just good at meddling. That is it. What knights does she need? They're knights. They can live in the cushiest of kingdoms. Man, I would rather be a cup. I would rather go to Enchanted Tale and Bells and just be a cup. I would rather have that. It's for the 2019 Cinderella, 2020 Cinderella. They need to fend off all the James Corden rats. That's oh, why. my God. Oh, my God. I forgot he was in that movie. <laughs> Let's God, he get that loud. And Peter Rabbit. Let's get loud. All right. Oh back God. back to Everest. <sighs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, there's a bunch of these, like, Napoleon or Nepal. I think it's Nepalesian is the... Um, correct pronunciation so we move we move through this all this awesome architecture and shrines for the yeti and i think this is how you do a queue that doesn't need a pre-show 100 percent, because it's a it's a myth Mm -hmm. i I think that's the perfect thing about it because they don't have to go into a whole experience explanation when people know what yetis are and like the abominable snowman thank you rudolph like they know about that myth so you don't really have to have to explain what the yeti is and they do a great job of like just showing pictures and alluding to what we are going to see and that's a great thing that i love about joe Rody that certain attractions don't really do as well is foreshadowing like they don't really do a lot of foreshadowing in disney attractions that much anymore when it comes to the cues so i i really i I really like that i liked it a lot so i was i was actually watching a cue video uh tour while i was watching uh while i was writing the script for this or the outline for this podcast and one of the kids goes Dad, I just want to go on the ride. And the dad's like, but this is part of the experience. And I think, but I think that speaks volumes. Because I think 99% of the responses that you expect, like from a parent, is to be like, I know, but we just have to wait and look at the cool stuff. But the dad goes, this is a part of it. Like, you have to be here. You have to see. He's like, just go see. And I think that just speaks volumes. It might just be circumstantial that this is like the person, but I think that is what makes this cue so great. It's just, it feels like you're walking through history. It's something that I, I think, especially in something like that, and even with the girl in, in, the, in the back, I think this is one of those things that would be really cool if they included in Genie Plus with, I know that they have like the walk around audio tours there. Mm-hmm. It would be great while you're in some of these cues that you actually hear. Cause if anybody can sell you on an experience, it's Joe Rody. Like Joe Rody oh, is yeah. one of the best presentators that I've ever seen. Heck when I was taking my public speaking class in college, he was one of the people I would channel 
and would study off of him. Like it's, it's one of those things where you have this person who's very enthusiastic, who's breaking this stuff down to you, or even more so when I, me personally, this is not everybody can do this, but me as just like a mega fan, when I take my niece and nephews with me, I get them into it by just telling them little things here and there about what we're about to go do. And by engaging with them and saying things that like pique their curiosity while also not giving it completely away, it kind of gets them excited for the ride. Mm-hmm. Like I, for instance, when it comes to Batu, my niece and nephews, they go and they come into my room and see a bunch of stuff about two that I've just made up stories behind. Like, oh yeah, that weird Dianoga thing it attacked me while I was on the bath, like on the toilet, and I shot it and the toy maker <laughs> turned it into a toy for me. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. It's like, oh yeah, I've been to space a few times. It's done the third. So adding little stories to that and trying to engage people and try to like pique the like curiosity of all ages really helped sell that experience. Like I think the dad, even though he didn't go heavy into it, was just like, this is a part of it. Like this is going to explain what happens on the ride and you should probably listen and try to pick up on what they're putting down. Look, I don't give credit to a lot of theme park um, goers. I heard I was in the lo- in the line for the Hogwarts Express and it was past four o'clock. So I was in the express lane. So these people had to know what they were talking about. But obviously they didn't because the one, one of the girls goes, hey, did you hear they're going to move like that big ball to Epic Universe? And the girl's like, you mean the Epcot ball? And they're like, yeah. Oh, and I was Lord. like, oh, oh my Lord. God. So I don't oh, give the, theme park goers a lot of credit. But I think this really does speak volumes. Insane. Absolutely <laughs> insane. They were, she said they were going to airlift the Epcot ball, Spaceship Earth, to Epic Universe. I'm not joking. That is a true thing that somebody said. Fools. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I wouldn't say fools. There's stuff like that that's kind of... Disney's one of these things that mm-hmm. like so many people have... Theme parks in general, that have so many... It's almost like a town where, of course, urban legends pop up. And I think that's part of the cool thing. And in some cases... You want to go and correct those people, but at the same time, it's kind of fun letting those things live. I think yeah. that's how we get some really fun, cool stories that are just ridiculous. As long as they don't go like ballistic or get super dangerous, it, I think it's fine. Like stuff like that, I find really to be cute almost. Mm-hmm. So, is there anything else you wanted to touch on on the queue and the story before we get on the ride? No, well, actually, yes. Uh, look up. I think in like the final oh. room. Look up. I'm. You're not going to see anything, but it has a ceiling. <laughs> I, I know this is weird, but right before you get to like the, right before you get to the final room where you can see the Magic Band posters and just talking mm-hmm. as like the um, the revolving, changing posters with the names of Magic Band holders on it. In that room, if you look up, it has like a huge, huge ceiling. And that's about it. I, I, I've never looked up in that room before. I was so busy always looking at artifacts. And I looked up, I'm like, good God, why is the ceiling so high? <laughs> why? why? Well, y'all gonna well, half, do the like rooms, some... half the rooms don't have ceilings. Yes. It's like open. And some of them don't have ceilings. Some of them are relatively low to the ground. And then you get into that second to final room. And it's like 
I, they could have had a giant flag of a Yeti there. I wonder if that's why it's such a tall, high room. I have no idea. Or maybe it's just something authentic. I have no idea. No idea at all. So, um, joining, when we get on the ride, um, we pull out of the load station, a train, the, the, the horn on the, or I don't, it's not the horn, the, the front of the train, whatever, the steam engine, whatever it's supposed to be, that effect, really cool. Um, we go, we go tiny little lift hill, we do base, basically it's like a little circle, basically the, the, the queue didn't span long enough, so it's to go straight to the first lift hill. But I actually think it yeah. does a really good job with pacing there, not starting off going into you're just giving you a little bit of something because you know we're about to go up the lift hill. Mm-hmm. So we're going we're going up the lift hill, lift hill um, and we get that little Nepalesian temple with that Yeti mural and this really ominous, eerie sound effects plays. And it gives all of the right vibes. I think it has a very chill beginning to it, like how you mm-hmm. said. It has a very chill beginning to it, and it and it looks very beautiful. I mean, they even have the birds chirping in the background, things like that. Also, we didn't talk about this, but when the train pulls up, occasionally, if you're lucky, you'll get it when the actual steam is coming out of the train, and that is cool as all get out. I oh, love yeah. that about it. It really like it sells the fact that oh my god, this is a train. Like I think that's. That's an effect that it doesn't work all the time, but when it works, at least it works majority of the time. Unlike something else on this attraction, but we'll keep moving. <laughs> the lift hill, the lift hill at, I like to say around the time right when sunset happens. And this is if you can even get to Animal Kingdom when the lift hill is happening during this time. But sunset right before it hits nighttime, things along those lines, or even right right when the sun has just gone down i find when you get into the room with the mural on it with all the candles lit and it and the music starting to kind of drum up a little bit and get you hype it really it really sells like something is bigger than what you know like you're not re- it's not regular anymore something is about to happen yeah so and that that lift hill moves that is not your almost fast. Lift hill. That is that lift hill is chugging. So it really um, does. Um, we take that hard bank into the um, the dead end track, and I think that's a really cool moment. You want, but you want to talk about sight lines. <laughs> that is like you're in. You're back in Florida, like. Yep. Just put like some mountains like in front of it. Or something That's all, like, like you could Yeah. I, I think they were trying to go for the effect of like, oh my god, it doesn't end. There's nothing there. But honey, just wrap just like put put some mountains around in like a circle down so it looks like it that it just falls into an abyss. It it's something that I, I'm okay with seeing I guess some bit of forestry, but you're right. There needs to be more mountain because as you get higher, especially as you get higher and higher up into it, you should, I would even say that this would be a time where if they wanted to, if this was all indoors, 
and say it took you up in the dead track and like the the dead end track was inside and depending on what time of the day it is it's kind of like space 220 where it goes back and forth i think it would be really uh, really cool if you get to see just more mountains going by and maybe having a fog effect that really sells that oh my and like really chill cool air blowing yeah i think that yeah really but you're also dealing with an outdoor coaster so yeah I think that's why I'm saying it should have been better if they enclosed it. I think I think you could have done an enclosed. I think you could have done an enclosed section there. If you're just like entering base camp in there, it's like inside the mountain. Yeah, one hundred percent. But the effect is still cool. But that that track switch takes forever, and I know that's on purpose. But that thing. That thing is slow as. Like, Hagrid, you go up that spike and you're back down in two seconds. That thing, you sit there for a while. And I I think that's a good thing, honestly. Because you're still in, uh, you're still in what, what, what's going on mode. I I recently, Mm -hmm. my, I recently took my uh, stepmom and my dad over to Animal Kingdom for the first time to go do Avatar. We saw the new Avatar movie and I wanted to take him to go see Avatar Land because one of the best memories I have with him and the only attachment to Avatar I really have is that he took me to go see the first one back when I was in middle school. So I wanted to keep the tradition alive and then try to make it a little bit bigger. We did Everest. My dad chickened out. He wasn't going to do it even though I was really begging to get him on. But I didn't want his pacemaker to explode. But I got my stepmom on it. And I got my stepmom on it. And she she loves these types of rides. She goes all the way up. And we get to the we get to the we get to the dead end. And I turn to her, I'm like, okay, Lee, I haven't been completely truthful with you. <laughs> and then we meet <laughs> and she just looks at me like I'm halfway crazy. And the track switch switches and it falls back. <laughs> And it's a perfect time to kind of say a little quick quip line like that. Or, oh, 100%. Or fling a hair tie because that's that's something that I know a lot of people are like, oh, that's that that's not good. You should throw that away. You shouldn't do that and put this stuff on there. Um I kind of like that just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's kind of <laughs> I like I'm a I'm a fan of that. As long as it's not gum. Gum, I'm okay with. I mean, gum, I'm not okay with. But stuff like that, I'm 100%. Stuff like that, I think that's a nice little tradition that we do. It's, it's. I like stuff like that, even though it breaks immersion technically. Well, if you go, if you go to the real Everest, it's tourist crap all over the place. So, oh God, it's yeah, highly... you just poo, right? Yeah. Oh God, I wonder what that's like. I just feel like in. Like my poop would freeze halfway through. <laughs> it would be no, so that's scared. what that's what seriously happens. And like people who don't oh, end Lord. up make, like it's that's that's a problem in and it of itself. That's 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 the nature podcast. We'll get to that. <laughs> oh my god. I wonder if somebody has used their poop as like a like it gets so like just just completely so frozen that they can use it to like stab in the rock and climb oh, with it. I wonder. God. Alright. So, <laughs> so back, back on after you um <laughs> after you drop and you you're going for a while. This isn't like the mummy where you drop for like two seconds. You're going like far back. This is at least like a good ten seconds of you just falling backwards. 
um, into the into the next scene. Uh, this has to be probably my least favorite portion because I can never really understand what's going on. They have the projection of the shadow of the mummy, or not the mummy, the yeti. Wow. Yes, the yeti. I, I don't think the mummy. Two different climates. Two, two different, drastically two different, different climates. climates. And he, like a jerkwad, he rips up the track. And we end up going down another way we're not supposed to end up going. Which, which I'm going to be real. My personal headcanon is he's just sick of it. Because trains have to go through this thing all the time. And he's just mm-hmm. sick of being roken up. He's sick of it. Yeah. I don't. My one, my one gripe. Little nitpick, little nitpick. Just like I had my little nitpicks with the mummy, I don't think the projection effect is that. Like it feel like is that well done? It feels like you're watching again. This is two thousand six, but I feel like you're like you're looking at a screen. Like that's where everybody. Like it just there was. I think a really cool way to do it is like if you just have like a piece of track like in the distance and it just move away. You don't even need like an animatronic. You just need it to like move away and like something's grabbing it out of the way. You're right. Okay, I, I, you know what? I agree with that. I, I can see that. Uh, I I really can. This is this is what the Yeti should say. Oh no! I must have hit that track switch. Oh my god! You played Alicia's. Oh my god! She's gonna <laughs> love that. She's gonna love that. Oh my god! I didn't even think of that. Somebody needs. To, I wish I was a good artist. I wish I could draw because that would. <laughs> it's just Alicia would... comes out. Alicia's the the yeti. It's just a yeti. Oh my god! No, that's how you make the scene. <laughs> oh my god! No, if they ever do, if they ever do a Mickey Mouse Yeti cartoon, that's what I want. That's that's what I want. That that's what I want to happen. That's a great nod to both. Please, sorry, Alicia. I know you don't know me, but <laughs> I had to. That's that's the yeti. <laughs> oh, I, I, I say I made you do it. I say I made you, you do it. I, uh, all right, just, don't worry. I can fall on that grenade. But no. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, you drop out. It's a. It's a really the the coaster part's really fun. It's it's actually faster than the mummy. It's 50 miles per hour. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. It's faster than the mummy. I don't feel like it's as intense. Could it be the drop, maybe? Just off the fact that the drop is way more steeper? The drop is way steeper, and you're... Because you go... This is all gravity-based. You're going... For, you gotta go a distance on this thing. Yeah, you're right. So it can definitely... Yeah, you're right. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't use as a launch. It's basically... Old school. So we're falling. Uh, we're in the coaster part. And then um, we go through a cave. We come back out. And we go through into another cave. And it's on, none other. The infamous. The famous. The inevitable. The abominable. Disco Yeti. I think it's his first day on the job. Because he's a little stiff. I'm not going <laughs> to It's his first day on the job. Don't worry, folks. He's just a little, he's a little nervous. He's a little nervous. It's his first day. It's kind of like when you drop that kid off at daycare and your kid's basically just standing there like, uh, 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 
It's like Joe Rose, like it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You can go ahead and move. It's it's okay. But he just hasn't. But instead of like twenty minutes, it's been twenty years. It's it's oh. it's honestly it's 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 the one thing keeping this attraction from it the ride like it's a, it's a great ride. Mm-hmm. The one thing about it is just that man that Yeti. Even though we fly by it super fast, and I think the disco thing works and it does fool people it does yeah it does trick no people. it's a convincing effect but it doesn't have the i think i think you also need to have the whole you have to see him whoosh and you have to see him mm-hmm. i'm scared if he whooshed I, i'm so scared if that yeti whooshed right now because if you have allergies all the dust <laughs> of 20 years would fall down like the rains of Africa. Like you, you want to see some snow for real in an attraction? Oh, you finna see some snow. It's it's gonna y'all are gonna be sneezing. Your eyes are gonna be red and puffy. And I, I, oh my god. And from what I hear from friends who've been able to go back there and do tours, they've seen this that hydraulic fluid consistently. T- it's been twenty years. It mm-hmm. still leaks down. It still leaks down from it, and I don't know how and why. I don't. I, that thing, I it has to have tons of the stuff in it. It has to have tons of hydraulic fluid in it for us to fall down. And apparently, before Joe Rody left, he actually came up with a patent. This is just like an old wives' tale that he came up with a patent to fix the Yeti. But then all of the mess with JPEG happened, and he was like, "You know what? I'm out." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was like his last thing. He was like, "I will fix the Yeti before I leave," and then I'm, I'm, I, hey, look, I get it. Your boss is terrible. Don't get me wrong; I've had bad bosses too. But you made a promise. <laughs> you and them jingle jangle earrings of yours. Come on back now and finish and finish what you started. Come on, fix it. Get your tool belt. I'll, I'll even help you. Where we going, boss? Oh, I, the the cheers around the world that would be heard if he came back. Oh God! It'd be like, why, please, please? I, I'm I'm with him too. If I'm like, nah, I'm moving on mm-hmm. to a new plane. I'm going to space. Yeah, y'all better believe I'm going to space with Richard Branson. Have you not been on the Virgin cruise before? It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm not going back to this family friendly crap. Okay, I'm going to be playing zero G beer pong. And you guys are just gonna have a great time. I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm not coming back. I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. coming back. I'm not. I don't blame him. Mm-mm-mm. Terrible. So that about wraps up um, Expedition Everest: Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. So let's go into our last two topics of discussion before. We decide which ride is better. Opening in 2006, this was Disney's latest, newest, non-IP ride. Yep. And I believe it's it's the last one we've gotten in, again, two decades. At least on this side of the world. Yeah. Not the last attraction, though. We have got a few original attractions with little short movies here, like the Epcot movies that they redid, and now the new Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse that's not that's based on C, but not based on C, Nami. 
as far as IP integration goes for me, I'm just going to say, because this is going to, this is going to come up again and again, I know throughout the podcast. Um, I don't care about IP. I don't, I don't care whether it is or whether it's not. I, I don't like just make an interesting ride. Yeah. Some, some people are like diehard. It has to be original. Otherwise it's the worst. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take the stand. I prefer IP rides. I (sighs) crucify me. I'm I'm about to get flamed on this Twitter. But also, you got to think about my generation. We yep. don't. We don't know original rides. That's true. Most people this, don't either. Like y'all want to make fun of Disney for being like, "Oh, we're just gonna slap an IP on this ride so more people will want to go on it." But that's that's yes. how it is. Yes. They're not wrong. Should they yes. be doing it? No. You want interesting attractions. Yeah. But like putting Guardians on Cosmic Rewind was probably the right choice. Yep. And heck, we have two Guardians attractions and those are the best Marvel rides Disney has done. Oh, don't the... I'm I'm forever mad at Disney. I cuz the MCU is my thing. That's like that and Pokémon yeah. is like my fr- are like my franchises. So I, I know. I so they have messed yeah. with I, – I go to the, every opening. I had my tickets for Ant-Man the second they came on sale. I do this every time. And they, one more gripe. I'm just – this is my podcast. I'm going to say this. Disney, stop pop putting off. your – stop, stop. sorry, Jalen. But this no, is – No, pop off. I do it all the time on mine. Go ahead. Go ahead. You always you release your, your movies in April. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out April, uh, May. May, beginning of May. Stop doing that. That is the most stressful time to be a student. And y'all just like, oh, just go to the movies. No, I want to see it because I did. I did. I did. Um, I saw Doctor Strange. I had an AP exam the next day. I went in late. I got a one on that exam. I do not care. That wow. was that had more. That had more to do with the, with beyond that. I don't. I don't care. I'm going to see my Marvel movies, but stop putting them. I know I'm going off to college, but stop putting them in exam season. Wow. Wow. Okay, so I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a backtrack just a little bit. When you're in college, you'll appreciate that more. When you're in college, you'll appreciate that because most of your exams end of the same like are the same mm-hmm. week that a new Marvel movie drops. So yeah. you'll probably appreciate that more because in college when I would do it, and the same thing with like the Star Wars movies. A lot of the Star Wars movies came out in December. The same week winter break would start for college, or like a week or two after that, and that's more of like a celebration. Like it's like a mm-hmm. way that you can kick off your your break. But I understand what you mean. As a high school, I hated it. I absolutely. Me and my friends having to get together, and having to get together for Endgame. I remember getting not Endgame was an Infinity War. It some major Marvel movie came out right mm-hmm. before we. No, it was. Oh, I forgot what it was. It may have been the one right before Civil War, but it came out my Age senior year. Was it Age of Ultron? I think it was Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron was Age of Ultron. Yeah, that was during my my sophomore year. Like it was, it was, it, it was crazy. It, it was crazy. 
So basically, just so the story, Disney stop messing with our IPs. Make interesting, make interesting attractions with your IP. I don't care whether it is yeah. or not. Just make an interesting attraction. Uh, yeah, no, one hundred percent. I think, I think there's that a lot of old fogies. Line. I think there's a lot of old fogies and a bunch of hipster kids. Which I'm not going to say names. Y'all are one hundred percent to be hipster kids that like this old stuff because y'all are quirky and different. And oh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Name. I don't mean it in a derogatory name because I get it. Some people like old stuff. I'm somebody who gravitated towards old stuff, and that's why I like a lot of the old Epcot stuff too. But just like you, I grew up in an IP generation. I grew up in a generation that taught us how to read, write, and all of that stuff using some of our favorite cartoon characters or just having characters put on lunchboxes and things like that. I'm surprised people particularly gen x who grew up in the 80s and early millennials who are the ones balking about this stuff they started this in your generation i mean you look at stuff like transformers he-man gi joe those were all made specifically to sell toys and you all love it Mm -hmm. so why does it not go with the park stuff it's 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 foolish it's absolutely foolish and it is hypocritical and to be real with you, it just makes you look old and boring. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, and again, nobody cares. Nobody no. cares. I don't mean that to be rude or mean, but nobody really cares. Nobody's going to not go into a Disney park because there's no IPs attached to the ride. If that was true, back in your day, Epcot would have worked without Mickey and them. But people got mm-hmm. to Disney park and was like, why doesn't a Disney park not have Mickey Mouse in it? Yeah. Most people... Most people aren't lucky to travel halfway across the world, let alone halfway across the country, to be able to go to one's like this media is to be viewed in one particular place. You are very lucky. Heck, I probably wouldn't be able to go if I didn't grow up in Florida. So mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where it's like you guys are very spoiled. Most people how they connect to Disney is by the media that is easy to digest at home. And locally, and that is movies, television, music, video games, things like that. Most people do not. I would say that the rides get on probably the most, the least amount of viewership or um, people experiencing them out of anything Disney does just because they're in a fixed location. Yeah. So I really, I think I think that should be the argument going forward. It's not disappointment that they're not making you uh, original IP because I hate the narrative, and I'm not gonna call out the YouTuber, but I know you have beef with him, and I wanted him on the podcast, but it didn't. There's too much too much differences there. Um, you don't want they, don't don't run with that guy. I'm telling you right now, that guy is. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're a good kid. You don't want to get you don't want to get mixed up in these guys who have literally no life other to other than this. The the sentiment that the the Disney difference is by creating these original stories. That's what people think of. They think Disney. They think amazing theme park, amazing like the Disney difference. I'm like, no. They think of Mickey Mouse. They think of Cinderella. They think of like the movies, the IPs. No, it's it's what people think of. That's what people and come here to see. All of your this. all of your original attractions now, they're IPs. 
Heck, a lot Space of the Mountain Disneyland IPs, yeah. Is an IP. Splash Mountain, even removed from uh, Song of the South, Splash Mountain itself is an IP. Like, it's a name, it's a brand. 100%. It's one of these things that a lot of people don't understand, and not a lot of people understand that when Disney was making Disneyland, everything was an IP. Several rides there had an IP tied to it. Jungle Cruise is technically based off of True Life Adventures. If it wasn't for Mark Davis, we would see that as more apparent if Mark Davis didn't come in and just be like, yo, this is boring. Y'all got to add some jokes to this, B. And now we get Jungle Cruise and Jungle Cruise evolved from that. But originally, it was an IP attraction. Davy Crockett had an attraction. Like, all of Fantasyland was a huge attraction. The the Adventures in Space also, like... They made these movies to promote these parks. Like it's yeah. so people would just know about it subconsciously as they go in and get them hyped for it. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one more thing and then we'll move on. I understand when people get upset, especially Disney, when they use IP incorrectly, i.e. Frozen Ever After. It doesn't belong in Epcot. Oh, yeah. It yeah, doesn't belong no, in the Norway Pavilion. That I understand being upset about. But I think I think what they're doing with Epcot is genius. Putting Ratatouille in France. Um, putting these IP, building a Coco. Like, because that is how people like it's it's the it's the idea of edutainment, but you gotta hook people in somehow now. Because it really Epcot was not working with the edutainment. We could act like it was. It really wasn't. But if you put a character in that people like and actually build something interesting and culturally appropriate and that really works as an interesting attraction, that is what Disney should be looking at doing today. It's not steering away from ips it's using those ips to get people in to make interesting attractions it's like it's like the mr beast philosophy like you could go you could watch a morgues video he had they have the same thumbnail but mr beast has the interesting video that you want to watch morgues is just him running around with his pants on fire and his mom doing whatever she does one well i don't even know who that is that's how I don't know YouTubers like that, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I'm part of the first YouTube generation, but I'm not mm-hmm. good. Let's Morgs is a really bad like he's like it's almost satirical how bad he is. Like his fa- like the fakeness and like the today I like it's like it's Mr. Beast with satire. Well, one hundred percent. Like it's 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 one of those things that it's 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 weird. It's it's just something that's I I get it. I was raised by a bunch of OGs in this game who are huge Epcot fans, and just over time, I studied the hypocrisy and of it, and it's just kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. It's one of these things where it's just like you're a bait, like you're acting like a baby over this thing. And I don't, I know this flips the, I know this kind of flips the Monopoly board here 
but um you might not want to go and i don't mean that to just basically tell you to shut up i'm telling you that because if you do not find joy in these things i don't think it's good for your spirit personally mm-hmm. to just be online just crying over something that's gone i i some of these folks who are crying about this stuff have beautiful lives they have children they have they they have great jobs they have a big much bigger life outside of theme parks and they focus on just nitpicking and small stuff and it's absolutely ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. as you would say touch some grass <sighs> that's not what i would say but some of those some of them letters <laughs> some of them letters right. are in there all right so that was a whole whole deal that could have had its own podcast right there but um one little thing i wanted to go over um that differs between these is the use of the chain lift versus the um LIM linear induction motors that's like your your super fast launch what what's your thoughts cuz in my in my head they they're used appropriately about having um you know, Everest, you're going up the hill, so it's a chain lift. Um, but Mummy, it's, like, super fast, and it uses the... Well, I would say it's, like, the precursors to, like, the little flaps that we had. Because I thought it used drive tires, like the Hulk. But it uses, yes. like... It's, like, a precursor to, like, the magnetic flaps that they have on, like, Hagrid's and Velocicoaster. So so what are you, what's your thoughts? Well, to be honest with you, I'm not really big on roller coasters as much because I don't really get to ride them, given my mm-hmm. heart condition. So, and luckily, I'm able to do these two. I don't really know how to compare it more so to Velocicoaster because I probably will never be able to ride Velocicoaster until they swap out my batteries. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't really have an opinion on that. All right. I'm sorry. I wish I did, but I... I, I, I haven't i don't really do coasters that much because i'm broken (laughs) yeah for me but for me i think it just um when choosing what kind of launch to use i think they both because some people will say oh i like the lims because it's super fast or no you got to go traditional gravity based with the chain lift but i think finding what fits the attraction um it's time Jalen, after two hours and something minutes after editing it down, which ride should you ride? I'm going to keep it a buck with you, man. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. And this is more so me. I'm going to tell you to ride Everest. And here's why I'm going to tell you to ride Everest. To me... Everest isn't... I'm going to tell you to ride Everest, and the reason why I feel like you should ride Everest is just the sheer fact that, dear God and baby Jesus, um, Mummy does not let you... Mummy does not let you up. Mummy does not let you breathe. Mummy does not let you... Like, it is always attacking you at all. There's no subtlety there, and unless you're somebody who is really into that... And who really wants that hardcore thrill, I don't really recommend that to a lot of people because that's a mummy is 
even before you start moving super fast, it is it's messing with you. It's it's when you stop at that fake out room, like it comes on fire. Like it's it's a very unrelenting coaster. Me personally, I think that's a type of coaster that is not for a beginner. I think Everest to me is more of a anybody can ride that. That's a great starter coaster for anybody to be real with you, but I wouldn't recommend doing y'all getting a little too it's getting a little too crazy over with mummy i i do think mummy is the better attraction of the two. Oh, so that's but, your so for in yeah. sake of in sake of this you're gonna say mummy is the better attraction mummy is the better attraction but do not ride that if you are not ready because it is a very it is going i don't even recommend it to anybody unless your kid is radical and knows what they want don't take a kid on there unless they're 10 years old minimum Mm-hmm. Okay, so and that's you got to be in fourth grade to ride that. I don't care how tall you are, you got to be in fourth grade to ride this attraction. All right, so I'm gonna set the table here. Um, we started out uh, when we first moved down to Florida from New York. Um, we started off at Disney. That was where we did. We went. We did Magic Kingdom. Too crowded. Epcot. Not enough rides for us. We're a rides family wasn't for us um and we did we did it in this order hollywood studios we enjoyed um we really liked rock and roller coaster because we're a roller coaster group um so hollywood studios was probably our favorite at that time and then we got to animal kingdom and we got to everest and that was our favorite attraction by far so, um, we, we ended up going back. Um, we ended up skipping out. We got, we got the four day pass. We ended up skipping Epcot. Um, cause for a family, it's just not the right park. That's a whole nother discussion, but, um, we just, Everest was the best. And then we got to Universal and both my my dad was like this ride is better than Everest like this is what takes yeah. it and i disagree really I think, I think Everest is the better attraction and what it comes down to for me first off it's theming consistency a lot of the beginning of mummy is discombobulated and it doesn't really pick what it is with that whole studio aspect um but uh expedition everest stays consistent it knows what it is okay and what it really comes down to for me the theming it's on par with each other in my mind um that mountain is beautiful it is sculpted beautifully and it is such so pleasant to look at. And the mummy is really good. That Emotep animatronics really great. Um, but what it comes down to for me is coaster layout. I just think that Everest is a better coaster. And I leave mummy every time just the slightest bit 
disappointed that I just a little bit didn't get my, like, the coaster enthusiast in me satisfied. Because Everest knocks out all those box boxes, I have to give it to Everest. Okay. Because it's more of a consistent attraction. Yeah. I think, but I think you even just go add the projection projection effects. Um, honestly, you add those projection. It's so it's so incredibly close for me, and it really it really just comes down to track layout. Okay. Oh, okay. Now I see what you mean. Okay. Now I see what you mean. Because of the ride just being consistently well, is it? It's not so much that because of how it starts and how it stops in the middle and how it picks up. Right, it's not its pacing; it's more so just how the track is laid out. It's, yeah. I love the dark. It's it's really the ending for me. It's really the it's the coaster section that just it doesn't deliver as much of a coaster as I would want. It's really it's really that last little section. Like if that last little section just had 10 more seconds and a couple more twists and turns, it would have beat out Everest. And it's it's also because it's at the end, like that's the conclusion and it's so am- that fake out and the drop is so amazing that it just kind of craps itself at the end for me. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Because, like, yeah, no, you did say that. At the very end, it just kind of peters out for you and how it ends a little abruptly. No, I understand that. But this is a podcast about opinions. So if you have a different take and you're watching the YouTube video, thank you. First off, thank you for listening this far. I don't think anybody's made it this far except for my parents on the first episode. So congratulations. Um, I mean, this is, it's been second episode and this has been fun. I think we're definitely, we're catching our stride here. Oh, 100%. Sorry, Uh, a little long in the tooth, but hey, you only get them once a week. (laughs) You only get them once a week. And I don't know how long we're going to keep this up for. So I guess enjoy it. No, this is I'm I'm looking this has been fun. This has been this has been cool. Definitely showing different perspectives. It's very fun. All right, Jalen, where can people find you at? Y'all can find me on Twitter at TCJalen, T C J A A L I N on Twitter, and you can find me at Tom Morrow's Child, all the one word over in Instagram. And you can also find me on my shows, The E-Ticket Report, and a podcast for all things mostly Disney, also known as App Fat BMD. Did you guys just release a new E-Ticket Report? Yes, we did just drop a new one. We we just dropped one today, I believe. Yes, it's just, we were late. I will tell you, that episode (laughs) took so long for us to get together. Just news just kept pouring out. And everybody was busy. We did not get a good time to stop, but we we eventually did it. All right, I'm excited. I'm excited to get to listen 
It'll take me. It'll take me two days, but I'll get. I'll get there. Um, thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Next time, if you thought this one was a little bit too long, we're gonna go. We're gonna do a light episode next time, and this time we're actually gonna do what we talked about. Um, had a little bit of complications with the other episode. Hopefully, just delaying it. We'll see if I can get myself out to Epcot. Maybe if I can beg my parents, and if they're just hearing this for the first time on this podcast. <laughs> um we'll see but next time we're talking about it's gonna be it's gonna be a doozy it's gonna be king kong versus fast and furious supercharged um the oh, ending will Lord. surprise you i'll tell you that ah, lie. it's gonna be ah, it's lie. gonna be it's gonna be a joke fest not unlike the attractions that are represented <sighs> Don't do that to Kong. Now you've been you've been sneak dissing Kong for a hot minute now. You know, wait till we wait till the next episode because I actually like what they did with Kong. All right. Um. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Thank you all for coming. <laughs>